Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast who's currently in the Big Apple, New York City, Mr. Pete Donaldson III. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? Certainly am. I uh, went to um, Ippudo, um, the first um, one in New York um, uh, last night and had some delicious ramen, some pork uh, tonkotsu, which was bloody great. Very I bloody nice. love Ipu though. It's I, it's making inroads mm. into London. Last time I checked, they're basically the okay. uh, that chain from uh, Hakata Fukuoka, right? And uh, yeah, tonkotsu pork broth, nice creamy taste. I love it, right? It, they're the rivals of that chain I don't like, Ichiran. You know, Ichiran, mm. the sort of touristy one. Ipudor, mm. that's where the action is. Did you like it? Was it good? One to ten. It was delicious. Yeah, one to ten. No, ten out of ten. It was delicious. We had Ooh. some um, nice little, little bit of sake as well. But if Karaage start, it was uh, yeah. Brought, brought a couple of people from Stack for a bit of uh, ramen. It was bloody lovely. The, just the broth is so fucking good, and they don't fuck about with it. It's just a simple. It's only four dishes or something in the whole place. They go right. What you want yeah. one of those? <laughs> Get involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've only got like three or four types of ramen. Um, they, mm. I think there's like a spicy one. There's like a white spice one. There's a red spice yeah. one. Mm. Did you um, did you show off your Japanese knowledge to your colleagues? Were you very smug and we like, oh, sake, Nihon? No, I just, point, I just pointed. I just pointed at the park and went, "That's a park. <laughs> That's a bit of park." <laughs> I said. <laughs> you didn't get to drop a chigaimas in there no, when making no. the order. Oh. <laughs> are the are the staff in there like Japanese at all? Um, yeah, but I mean, they're all, I mean, American Japanese maybe. I, 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 of course, it's hard to tell, but uh, yeah, it did seem pretty, pretty authentic. I suppose that's half the yeah. half the vibe. I suppose, isn't it? All this talk of ramen and ipude makes me want to go now. Have I haven't really had much dinner. <laughs> I've had a really long day. I um, Tago Creative turned up, and we did a video where I had to cook right. some stuff for Shara. I had to cook a breakfast, and it was. Mm. Nothing short of disaster. Uh, yeah, I just cook a Japanese omelette, right? You know, dashi makitamako, the really mm. sort of nice Japanese omelette that's sort of rolled over several times. It's got yes. a sort of sweet taste to it. They have sake, sorry, they the mirin and fish stock, and it's mm. got the sort of umami flavour. It's really nice, but my one did not. 
uh, because oh, it was undercooked it. on one half and burnt to pieces on the other. With the texture oh, of rubber, it was far from good. So I what did you do? Yeah. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> it was atrocity. It really was. And then I went to uh, I went and filmed with Champs Japanese Kitchen. My friend Yosuke, who's a boxing champion, got a really cool mm. YouTube channel. Check it out, guys, if you're interested in uh, cooking or food in Japan. He's an absolute legend. I actually tried to watch his video on how to cook an omelette while I was making the Tokyo Creative video. But even that mm. couldn't save me. It turns out trying to flip an omelette over and roll it over in circles is a lot more complicated than you think. But uh, I went to his, uh, his, his sort of kitchen and we cooked and uh, we tried to make uh, family mark fried chicken, a sort right. of authentic original recipe. And it was actually really good. He nailed it. I just sort of stood there and just pot- prodded the chicken with a knife and that was my contribution to the proceedings but uh, <laughs> yeah it's been a day of food a day of yeah of, of food and, and of you've ended up um, hungry <laughs> at the end of it I brilliant have, yeah well unfortunately <laughs> we, we cooked this mountain of fried chicken and then I ate mm. quite a lot of it but it's not a well-rounded meal is it and so it's not no it's it not. satiated my hunger for a bit and now I'm just hungry uh, two hours later I'm at 9pm what am I going to do about it? <laughs> what can I do? Um, in the last episode, guys, somebody asked why I lived in Sendai, and I went on a rant about mm. why it's not that bad and why it's not that good. And we saw, I sort of said, in the next episode, I'll tell you three cities that I don't recommend living in. And here they mm. are. And I mean, no, no disrespect to the cities. I'm sure some people will enjoy living there, and they're not that bad. It's just I don't think I'd recommend living there. Number one is Niigata. Uh, Pete Donaldson loves it because he went to a sake museum there once and Certainly went did. in a restaurant got pissed yeah. it's Pete's favourite place <laughs> and weirdly Connor loves it as well because he went to a bar there once and he enjoyed it and while I have some friends in Niigata unfortunately there's not a whole lot going on <laughs> it's just a big weird city in the middle of a plane and it's just, it's just just a bit rubbish I don't really like it the only good thing I can think of is that it's two hours south of Yamagata, where Natsuki lives, and that's nice. And the route there, it's nice. along the coast, is beautiful. And uh, it's also quite easy to get to by bullet train. Second place is uh, Fukui, which is a city around the back of Japan, between Kanazawa and Kyoto. Um, the scenery is all right. The most famous thing is that it's got the most nuclear reactors for any place in Japan per capita, um, but it's a very snowy place and just quite inaccessible until they mm. get the bullet train up and running properly. Uh, so that's not that good. And then third place is uh, Takamatsu in Kagawa Prefecture. Uh, Takamatsu is uh, a city on the fringes of the inland sea of Japan, but it's very poorly connected. And I went to a really horrific hotel there with Connor last year and it just put me off the city and Connor's yeah. resounding memory of the hotel uh, cast a, a bad shadow over Takamatsu as well. The only good thing is that it's a good jumping off point to Naoshima, also known as Art Island, somewhere I've yet to Ooh, make a video. Yeah. That's nice. Well, I've been there, just to make a video, because I was lazy. But there you go. <laughs> um, which of the three places do you want to live, Pete? Out of the shit I... list I've just conjured up. <laughs> the shit Where are you going to live? I really like, well, Nagata, obviously, because I really liked it. Right. I just, I, I was, I've been there. It was nice, and you got to stop slagging off Nigata because it's great. I mean, I, I went into the sake museum. You went in, and I think you pay like a five dollar, five hundred yen entry fee, and they mm. have a big tour that just goes on for like four years. But I just sort of skipped to the end to the gift shop where there was like a <laughs> sake vending machines, and I just sat there and sampled the sampled. Sake. And I say sampled, I mean 
big sample for 30 minutes <laughs> solid um, for 30 go minutes, down there then I, had, then I sampled the crying uh, <laughs> and, I, and I sampled a fist fight and, and I sampled a vomit <laughs> get yourself to Niigatasaki <laughs> Museum have, a, have yourself a big sample uh, we've got a story this week though from Miranda from Long Island New York who says dear committed Chris and party Pete although I have yet to travel to Japan my uncle has gone many times due to previously working for Canon an all paid business trip with fellow co-workers he was fortunate to spend over a month between Kanagawa and Tokyo. Between meetings, photo shoots and sightseeing, they were often treated to dinner by their supervisors and bosses. My uncle only knew a little Japanese at the time, and so he often relied on his co-workers for translation. However, this fateful night, his co-workers from the States decided to part way, leaving my uncle to attend a dinner alone with his supervisor's boss and other employees that he didn't know. The dinner was going well, really well in fact, that the language barrier wasn't an issue. After a few drinks and laughs, the food had come to the table and somebody had ordered a dish for my uncle, and as he described it, it was a beheaded fish on a plate. Oh, <laughs> Sounds like the sort of thing I'd be forced to cook... Yeah, it sounds like a Tokyo creative video that I'll be forced to cook or something. Uh, he'd never eaten fish this way before, and he was no stranger to, to uh, sashimi. Uh, though what happened next had him nearly jumping backwards. The fish yeah. was still visibly moving, as if it were breathing. Oh, my God. Noticing my <laughs> uncle's shocked reaction, everyone around the table burst into laughter, nearly being in tears. Thankfully, my uncle was not expected to finish this meal. Someone else at the table took the plate once the laughter had settled down. This incident <laughs> happened nearly 12 years ago, but to this day, neither my uncle nor I can get over the fact he was served a breathing fish. Please tell me <laughs> if this is common or normal so that my nerves and stomach can rest easy once I finally make it over there. All the best, guys. Miranda from Long Island, New York, just up the road from Pete Donaldson, where he is right now. Yeah, boy. What do you think of this, Pete? I, Have you uh, had a, a breathing fish? You you sometimes see those kind of like horrible videos online. It was quite popular like ten years ago of um, where they put the soy sauce on the octopus and because the, the octopus yeah. is kind of dead, but the the salt kind of reactivates the muscles and it does yeah, a little dance. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, I've never heard of a, someone just serving a, a living breathing fish. I I just you know when you just sort of like all right, fine, yeah, it's a thing, but. Just, just give me it. Just cook it. Just, I mean, just I understand. Just cook it. But if you're going to serve it completely raw, just take the head off. Take the head off and and just make sure that it's not de- not alive, please. <laughs> well, this is the bit that I don't understand. The the head was off, but it was still was breathing. Off, so like yeah. the, the actual fish itself was moving, mm. twitching. Mm. Don't know. But I know I know the videos yeah. you're talking about with the squid and the. Like the the salty water they pour over it or soy sauce to make it move again, um, I I'm very pleased to announce that this is not a normal dish. I don't yeah. think I've seen. Maybe I saw something like this one time actually, uh, but I think it was a. I, it wasn't at a restaurant. It was at a fish market when I was watching them gut a fish, and the poor thing was still like alive when its head was chopped off. I don't I, I don't know the. The, the biology behind it but it was very graphic but uh, yeah don't worry they love this though in Japan they love pranking the uh, the foreign tourist or the foreign person like, I remember on my first week some colleagues were absolutely delighted to serve me this this absolute just horrifying crap this stuff called uh, shiokara literally fish guts and mm. it just came in a bowl and it looked like 
imagine getting a fish and chopping out all the worst bits, then sort of slicing and dicing it and just slopping it into a like a plate, and it was just oh, I just awful, really awful. Yeah. I think I took like a mouthful, was nearly sick, and then vowed to never have it again. And in fact, I haven't after ten years. So yeah, yeah. when you come to Japan. If someone's like, oh, do you want to try a special dish called shiokara? Say no. Say no and tell them you know what it is and the joke is on them. Honestly, horrible crap. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> dead fish aside, good God. Uh, what's Googling the story it, of the week, like, Pete? I'm just Googling it. I can't find, I, no, I can't don't find it. This is, um, it's, just, it's just not nice. Um, anyway, yes, uh, <laughs> the story of the week is that there is a brand new video game out and you know me, I'm a real big video game guy. Oh, I played Deathloop uh, a few weeks ago. I was, I was, did I recommend that on the show? Fucking brilliant. Anyway. No, but I know what it is. Uh, I thought me, you keep dying and you keep coming back, right? Yes, it's an, it's an arcade it's game good. and they, uh, they, they obviously um, made uh, the game... Can't remember. Car Dishonored. They, they made the Dishonored series. Oh yeah, Dishonored, Dishonored series. And Deathloop is so fucking good. And the characters are so fucking good. And the uh, the environments are so fucking good. So if you've never indulged uh, in Deathloop, um, I was actually reviewing it for like a, an IGN uh, thing. And uh, yeah, it's just really funny because it was like, this is just the best. I'm so this is the best job ever. <laughs> anyway, um, there's a new video game and it's coming out on Steam on the 20th of September. And it's an officially licensed train simulator by the JR East Company. The East Japan uh, Railway Company, more commonly known as JR East, the largest uh, railway in Japan, and uh, basically you can become a driver on one of their uh, network trains. Uh, It's an upcoming simulator game, the JR East uh, Train Simulator page. It's already set up on Steam, uh, a listed early release date of 19th of September. So what's that? This show comes out. It's tomorrow, apparently, according to uh, my brain and the calendar. Um, You can basically... uh, It's it's an early release kind of version of this game that's coming out on on, on Monday. And uh, you are... Once the full game is released... You can go on uh, basically all these kind of different uh, JR East lines. Uh, DLC is going to be released. And basically, it's not like um, uh, Denture to Go. Is it Denture to Go? Denture Go? Whatever it is. Uh, either way, the, the Denture does go. And um, um, basically, uh, all those games from like the PlayStation 1 kind of uh, era to now, like you, you have special controllers and you can play with a mouse and keyboard and stuff or, or a joypad if you want. Um, this isn't like a... Um, it's, it's not graphically impressive, let's say. Uh, simply because there aren't really any graphics it's not like it basically it's not like polygons and no one's created the trains and the and the environments they've basically stuck a camera on the front of a JR East train and basically you are effectively just speeding up and slowing down a full motion video uh, package I suppose from station to station trying to stop in the right time uh, trying to uh, let on all the passengers they can but obviously this footage is taken from actual JR East Station. So if you like that sort of gritty realism, um, if you like a lot of grey, if you like a bit of rain, <laughs> you can enjoy that whenever you want. But uh, but if you like um, a slightly more, um, you know, uh, processor Good or game. GPU intensive game, uh, maybe maybe go for the Denture to Go uh, series, which you can get online. Um, I, it does look like, though, uh, the, the one point with this with this new uh, JR East uh, simulator, I think it is coming out in, in English. So that's kind of good isn't it <laughs> that's pretty good i i mean when i when i saw this i thought they've like you know it's like a train simulator game mm. you know where you can have fun with it watching a video of it it's literally just somebody strapped a, like a gopro gopro yeah <laughs> to the to the to the driver's seat and the it's just looking out the front great, of the train. Isn't it? <laughs> 
Yeah, they've not done like, any. They've not done any grading on the video at all, have they? This is shit. <laughs> and and they've put like a just like a a CGI like train carriage with the lever, levers and stuff mm. over the footage. It's ridiculous. It's like me going, oh, I've got a broad in Japan car simulator, and me just putting a bloody GoPro <laughs> on the front of my car but and you, then letting you I rewind guess, and fast forward the fucking video. But, but you would, yeah, but you would sort of say, well, the thing with these kind of like they, train simulators is that like. I mean, you're either going forwards or you're going backwards. So presumably, like, you're not really missing anything because it is just quite linear. So you could just speed it up and slow it down, you know, video-wise. I, I, I kind of get why they've done it. And it, this sort of thing has happened before. They, they have created games like this before. But I think it's the first time uh, GR East have actually, uh, have actually like, got licensed a game. This is the sloppiest simulator I've ever seen. There's nothing fun about this. Like the only reason you play a simulator game like Flight Simulator is to crash a plane into a hill just for fun. I mean, yeah, that's what I used to You're do right. when I was like seven. And I, if I played a train simulator, I'd want to like crash a train into a wall or something for fun. I can't do that. I just go backwards and forwards on a video. Like this isn't so much a simulator as a shitty asmr video like this is very <laughs> misleading i feel like i've been yeah. sold short on this i was so excited about this jr east train simulator yeah. and now i can't it's just a video <laughs> isn't it i might as well just go and stand at the front of a train and look out the bloody window myself and pretend <laughs> and buy like a like a, a daiso do-it-yourself train kit fucking <laughs> get some levers and buttons and pretend i'm just pressing buttons or something honestly nonsense <laughs> absolute nonsense i um, like it do you Not i mean me, i like it Kate Donaldson's an easily impressed man, ladies and gentlemen. I am. But uh, there Incorrect. you go. If you want to, if if you've missed Japan's trains whilst not being able to come in for three, two, three mm. years, uh, at least you can relive the magic. Except it's like <laughs> just to add final insult to injury. It's on one train line, and that's the Takasaki to Kuragano station, which is a really like boring <laughs> section of railroad on the outskirts of Tokyo. So it's just. It's just not good, is it? It's good stuff. I like it. On the upside, though, I do think I might do like a broad Japan car simulator now. If that, if this is yeah. the level we're at, if this is where video games have got yeah. to, you can speed it up or slow it down, or just like a broad Japan life simulator, just yeah. me walking from my apartment to McDonald's, and you can control the video backwards. Was and it, wasn't there? Wasn't there a Pen and Teller game back in the nineties uh, on the? God, maybe the CDI or the. Mega CD or a PC even maybe, um, and it was there was a car game that you could just you just drive and drive and drive and drive and drive and you drive for like ever and it never stops. <laughs> it's, oh it's, it's just a big joke basically. But people like, like live stream that because they just it's just a truck simulator where you can't just sort of put it in cruise control. You always have to be driving, but it's it's just lasts for days. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> but it's all just a big oh joke. God. Well, I, uh, just just video games, eh? I've, I mean, we've got a PlayStation 5 now, um, so I've yeah. been trying to work out. I want to play Elden Ring. Elden Ring, mm. right? That's what it's yeah. called, isn't it? I'm, lucky me, yeah. I'll pretend to be cool. I know what the games are. I know what the, what the kids <laughs> play these days. I do actually want to play Elden Ring, though. It does look amazing. I'm thinking of streaming yeah. it, just because maybe it'll be hilarious watching just a moron attempt to understand what a video game is. I, I haven't played these video days. games in, like, ten years. Because mm. life in Japan is like one big Got video game, isn't it? I don't think it, it is, is yeah, a yeah. PlayStation. But I do want to get back into it. I do miss playing video games. And uh, ever since I played Cyberpunk 2077 with Pete on the live show uh, mm. a few months ago, whatever it was, a few weeks back, yeah, it's it's reignited the fun and the magic yeah. of video games. Just got to find that the right like one. A lot of fun. Mm. Yeah. 
But anyway, video Ooh. games aside, check it out. JR East, train experience, train simulator. <laughs> it's not. It's just an ASMR video. Not, but go and look at it anyway. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment, guys, with the fax machine with your stories, comments, and questions this week. Lovely. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dawson? We got a message from Brandon from Kansas. Hello, uh, Brandon. Dear Perky Pete and Calculated Chris, uh, my name is Brandon, and I listen to the podcast while at work in Kansas. Engineering private jet interiors. My question is for the both of you, what advice do you have for anyone traveling to Japan with anxiety? Uh, Can I travel to Japan and its various large cities and still have a nice, calming trip? Have you or anyone you know ever struggled with this? Very kind regards, Brandon from Kansas. I mean, I guess anxiety, Chris, kind of uh, manifests itself in a million different ways, and it's a million different um, sides of 
a, a very rotten coin, isn't it, really? So it depends, I guess, what your anxieties are. Is it a fear of crowds? Is it a fear of getting things wrong? Is it a fear of talking to people? So it's kind of, you're never going to have to talk to anyone. <laughs> Let's make that very clear. So if you should be sure. bothered about that, don't worry about it. You could <laughs> you could go from the top of Japan to the bottom of Japan and never talk to anyone. Uh, you, you could have that opportunity because people are very quiet and insular um, until they've had a drink and then they're party time. Yeah. <laughs> Pete the hostage's advice, get a drink down here. Okay. Cure the anxiety, get a, drink down here. Get a beer, have a beer. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, uh, Japan is one of the best countries to travel around. It's it's safe, things work, there's low levels of spontaneity. Things yeah. just happen. Like, like spontaneous weird stuff just does not happen. Uh, so that should mitigate some of the anxiety. But mm. ask yourself, really, what is it you're worried about? You know, and often if you if you go back to the root of that anxiety deep down, yeah. the the genesis of that anxiety is built on just ideas Something. and thoughts that don't make much sense, like perceptions. Like I remember I used to, I you know, I've, I've had anxiety, and I I for the most part I've got rid of it over the years. And uh, when I, when I was in my first year as a teacher, I would drive to school every morning and very much just shoot myself in the foot by just kind of propagating this anxiety. I remember just driving for 10 minutes to school and being like, everything's going to go wrong, it's going to be awful, it's going to be terrible, where? And just yeah. like having all these like really anxious thoughts, but then none of them really made sense. And every day, it would be fine. I'd go in, stand in front of 40 students, and I'd still have a good class, and it'd be great. Mm. So anxiety is just worrying about things that don't happen 99% of the time and if they do mm. it's very rarely as uh, as bad as you think so honestly yeah. and uh, as I've always said regret minimization. what's worse going to Japan and worrying about anxiety or not going to Japan and regretting not going to this amazing country for the rest of your life like try and mm. focus on regret minimization, and that's a very good way Ooh. of getting over anxiety you know I I'm still I, I'm not I don't like public speaking that much. I uh, When the TED Talk opportunity came up in 2017 and I had to speak in front of 200 people or whatever, I was pretty nervous. So I was like, oh, mm. I don't know why anyone would want to do oh, this. Oh, I don't know this. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was nervous. I was pretty scared. I was anxious. It didn't help that I was like the last speaker of the day as well. So I had to sit mm. there for like six hours, a nervous wreck before going up on stage. And when you do a TED Talk as well, there's a timer, like a countdown in front of you, <laughs> about a metre in front of you, looking really ominous. Um, but it went fine, it went well, and I'm really glad I did it, and I'm proud that I did it. If I'd gone, yeah. oh, I'm anxious, I'm scared of the TED Talk, I won't do it, then I would have regretted mm. it probably for years, yeah. and it would have been an opportunity lost. So that is the way to think about it. That's the way to get around it. And I'm not saying this as though you're just going to have this amazing quick epiphany and it's going to change everything but honestly think on that dwell on that because you only live mm. once and it'd be a shame to waste all these amazing opportunities especially coming to Japan because of anxiety mm. best of luck to you though Brandon all the best yeah. uh, we got one here from Zenny dear real Frenchman Chris uh, sorry dear real Frenchman Pete that's a reference there to a video Pete made a year ago <laughs> reacting to one of my videos <laughs> my favourite thing about that is uh, when when you reacted to my video, people thought you were like a genuine French guy. Frenchman, and yeah. Some people were like, wait a minute, I don't think this guy's French. <laughs> it's just really... <laughs> because of the things uh, he's saying. Yeah. Uh, dear, dear Frenchman Chris and Charlotte's toy boy Chris. Is that all I am Ooh. now? Just a toy wow. boy. I love craft beer and I'm not ashamed to admit it. What is Japan's <laughs> craft beer scene like? Are there any famous craft breweries that people flock to? Would you ever... Uh, try some on the YouTube channel. All the best, guys. Zenny. 
uh, I was at a restaurant just yesterday and it had loads of craft beers, dozens mm. to choose from. So yeah, yeah, I'd say Japan's craft beer scene is on full swing. Huge. I don't really drink beer, but it's mm. it's there, and you've, yeah. you've experienced that as well, Pete. Right on your trips here, I've had a, I've had a couple. <laughs> yeah, there's there's <laughs> loads of uh, there's loads of tap rooms and beer fucking kellers and all that stuff with with yeah. a million different because you know the the, the Japanese just love getting into something a lot <laughs> and craft beer yeah, is something yeah. you can very easily get into something a lot absolutely <laughs> like the first five years i was here craft beer just didn't exist it was either kirin asahi or sapporo mm. now it's very easy to find dozens hundreds of craft beer brands that popped up like once there was this sort of critical mass turning point and one and a few people had adopted craft beer everyone wanted to do it it was all the rage uh, as Pete said so yeah your sport for choice just a shame I don't like beer isn't it that's yeah. that's, a, that's a shame that's pretty a, much when's the craft cider movement gonna arrive here that's what I want make it happen let's make it happen yeah. uh, we got one here from Kins from Boston Massachusetts over to you Pete your one all right, then uh, we got a message from. I can't. I've got my glasses down. Me down. Me on top. Of my head. Uh, Kins. Uh, so dear pied pied people. Pied Piper Pete and Cat Caretaker Chris. My name is Kins and I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. Chris and Pete uh, is, uh, what are your favourite Japanese snacks and drinks? What should I be looking out uh, for the next time I return to the supermarket or I find myself parched and famished on the streets of Tokyo? Well, Kins, uh, in uh, many 7-Elevens, uh, there is a um, a long uh, sort of cylindrical um, snack. Uh, it's green on the outside, uh, but the, it's kind of, kind of fleshy and very moist on the inside. Um, and they call it uh, the Jap- Japanese um, uh, snack of the cucumber, and they eat what? cucumbers every. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to be silly, but then I sort of forgot that cucumbers probably aren't that interesting. <laughs> You're an idiot. What's happened? I'm an what idiot. Is- I am, yeah. Pete Dawson's so jet lagged. I will tell you what, I'm jet, yeah, America. I'm jet lagged, and all I've had is a stupid hazelnut coffee, and it's starting <laughs> to wear off. And my oh. cinnamon bites from fucking whatever it was. It's just, it's just, I'm tired now. I'm absolutely oh. rinsed. <laughs> Have you listened to that New York song? New York, New York. Oh, I hate that song so much, and it's put me it's off. It's a banger. What are you talking about? Oh, drunk. You're drunk. Let me listen go, to that Alicia Keys. Go home. You're drunk. No, 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 no. Uh, drunk on craft beer from Tokyo. My favourite Japanese snack is uh, God. I don't know. Onigiri, tuna mayonnaise, onigiri. There you go. It's a cracker. If you're in a pinch and you're in a rush and you want something that's gives you a nice boost of about 150 calories at a reasonable price of 129 yen, get yourself some onigiri rice balls with tuna mayonnaise. There's lots of flavours. Some say yeah. shrimp is the best. Some say it's prawn. I say it's tuna mayonnaise. I'm damned <laughs> to anyone that disagrees with me. Uh, and that is what I recommend. Honestly, it's pretty good. That is all for now, though, guys. Let's. <laughs> Allow Pete Dawson to slink off to 7-Eleven and have the coffee he deserves before he takes on the Big (laughs) Apple uh, and does a fan meet-up in Times Square in one hour's time. Go on, Pete, do it. it. Go on Twitter. The fan meet-up I'll be doing is in bed. That sounds bad. That's stricken from the record. Actually, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to strike that from the record. That sounds so dodgy. Sleazy Donaldson. I'm going to have a fan meet with my pillow in bed. I'm definitely a fan of my pillow. He's a shady boy. Uh, I should do it. Get, get on Twitter and be like, right, meet me in Times Square in 10 minutes and see what happens. Do it. Chris, you and I Fear both pressure. know we, we've got a media blackout that is very disrespectful to the Queen if you'd write anything oh, yes. on Twitter these days. So you've got, to, you've got to keep your head down for a few days and everything will be fine. <laughs> 
Very true. Well, don't go too overboard in the Big Apple. Don't get drunk and trash all the apples. Have a good time, though. Have fun in New York. Like, four people I know and like are in New York at the moment. And there's also you're there as well. And it's just like... (laughs) Hey! It's like, why is everyone in New York and I'm not there? Why is everyone there and I'm not allowed? Someone's had their omelette today. Someone's had their Tamagot (laughs) monstrosity they made. (laughs) Oh, man, I want to go to New York. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Well, keep the story. Stories, well, questions, comments coming in, guys, to Abroad in Japan podcast at gmail.com. Let's let Pete Donaldson escape now. We'll be back later yes, in the week, all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days, and we'll see you right back here to do it all again on the Abroad in Japan podcast. Bye for now. Smashing. in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.